This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Hello, welcome to today's episode of Smooth Operator. I'm Adam Liette. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today and Hope today is a day bringing you prosperity, peace, massive momentum, all the good things we do want in our lives. And hopefully this week, um, or this tip that I'm going to give today, this, um, this, this podcast, if you implement what we're talking about in this episode, will really, really help with your team management, with your energy level at the end of the week. Um, and it really correlates with what we talked about a couple of days ago with daily sit reps. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would recommend just pausing this and going back uh, to episode 33, where we talked about having a daily report from your team. And just to, if nothing else, it allows you to keep your finger on the pulse of your company and most importantly, the people within the company and what's going on within their work lives. With this, we wrap all that up into an end-of-week report. Uh, We should have something formal within the company to formally push information up and for you uh, to let the team know how your own week went. Um, So having this in a written document, much more effective. We've done it multiple ways where we, we used to do it on Monday's team call where everyone would talk about the week prior. Here's the problem. If you wait till Monday... Man, we get to that day off or day or two off, depending on how long you take on the weekend. I tend to just take Saturday or Sundays off. By by Monday, dude, I already flushed last week. Like, I already let go of it. And if I had struggles during the week, like, I let go of them on Sunday. So if you wait too long to get a report from your team and it's too far removed from the week prior, that's when things start to fall apart. And they, for no, I mean, it's, human nature. They're not going to remember everything from the week prior. They purposely put some of the things, some of the things out of their mind. And so more than anything, I always like to lean into human nature and whatever people are inclined to do anyway. Like if we can put our bureaucracy and our reporting functions around their existing functionality and their existing workflows and ways that the human mind thinks, man, that's just all the more better for everyone, right? So you can make the end of the week a very positive experience for your team if you implement a weekly report. Um, this is a, a, important for you to receive the information. For them, it marks the end of their week. It marks the end of their time working for the company for that week and really helps to reinforce the calendar if there's anything due for the team. I When I do project management, I tend to do things, I block them. So, There will be a task, and I won't really care if they do it on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I just want it done that week, so I'll assign it as being done at the end of the week. Um, And by doing that, it gives my team flexibility. So if they're not really in the energy to do things on a Monday afternoon, but it can definitely wait, I like to give them that openness to be able to organize themselves. They're adults, and they're all very capable And so why not build that into how you're doing things? If something's due at the end of the week, it's accompanied by an end of week report. You see how you're reinforcing things through uh, reporting mechanisms, but it goes right hand in hand, right alongside that report and their due dates. I I like how those, it's a nice little way of putting a bow on the week. It it definitely brings closure to the week for them and gives the opportunity, the team an opportunity to give you their status. 
Um, there's a couple of things that we've done that have really made this a tremendously positive experience for team members. So yes, it's a report. You have to write it, blah, blah, blah. But there's ways that this can be something they actually look forward to doing because there's ways that they can receive and give gratitude during this process. So that's the, really the first block of what we ask for in our weekly reports is high fives. And those are two respective team members. Uh, did someone help them out? Did they notice someone doing something amazing? Uh, a, a phrase that I've heard from uh, a community I belong to is catch someone doing something awesome or catch someone being awesome. Uh, if, if you have the opportunity uh, to recognize someone in a very public format, that feels good for you as the person giving that praise, but it also feels really good for the person receiving it. Gratitude is definitely a two-way street, and it's tremendously positive for everyone to not only receive gratitude, but to be giving attitude. That's the first thing that we put into our weekly report is high fives. Uh, that's also a chance for you to express your own gratitude to team members. And I always try to find at least one positive thing to say about everyone on the team. Not everyone will do that, and it shouldn't be forced. Me, in a leadership role, I think that is highly important, but it's definitely not a forced mechanism that I make all my team do. And you'll see that where some, some weeks someone will have three bullet points under the high fives. Some days I'll have all of them. It just kind of depends on how their week has gone and kind of gives you a window into what's going on in their lives, how they're working. Um, from there, we ask for status on projects, where they are in the process, what they did that week to move those projects forward. Uh, so one team member in particular, he gives these really in-depth weekly reports. He's working on it all week, which is, it's his flow. I'm not going to mess with it. And what's going on. And, you know, it's a way for him to really just have the, those bullet points on what he's been doing all week. Finally, then we have a block at the bottom. Where do they need support to move forward? So if there's places where they're having troubles, places where they're reaching blockers, this is a place for them to reach out to the team and let the team know that they need support in a certain area. And the team, I've seen it. They respond. Like someone putting in that, putting that putting something in there and taking that moment to actually be vulnerable, I encourage being vulnerable. That's how we grow. Uh, when we allow ourselves to admit we're vulnerable, to admit we're uncomfortable, that's really the first step into continuing to grow as a human, as a professional, and by doing that, having that safe space for someone. And I just whined about cancel culture last episode, and now I use the phrase safe space. So go figure. <laughs> but to have a safe space for them to ask uh, for support is very helpful. Uh, now, this is very different from the sit rep, where the sit rep, I recommended putting it in an existing uh, communication flow. I like to use Slack, where it's it's quick and dirty, and it doesn't have to be this like PowerPoint presentation on their sit rep. If you get to that point, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so don't get to too much bureaucracy and be too overly concerned with the format with the sit rep. That being said, weekly reports for us is a Google Doc and it's a rolling document, meaning you're adding to it every single week. Your weekly report sheet continues to build. What I love about this, because it's in a Google Doc, it's shareable, the whole team can see it, and the whole team can comment on that Google Doc, either appreciation, um, you know, a lot of high fives tend to happen on that. If someone asks for support, we see people all the time saying, I got it, I'm on it. And it's great to have that interaction 
within that very public document. And then you as the, the manager, as the leader, you can look back, scroll back through their weekly reports for as long as you've been doing them. So it's a way for you to rehash what's been going on in the company. If you need to take a moment to look backwards and see what was happening, you have this rolling document right there in front of you, accessible, and it's wonderful how that enables us to look backwards. Uh, so we do have this public to the whole team uh, to give the team the full picture on everything that's going on in the company and what everyone has been doing to move the mission forward. We uh, A lot of us, especially in small businesses where we're really trying to get momentum, we're trying to get uh, market share, so, many, so much of the time we're in, I mean, it's a field we're passionate about. We're very passionate about our products, about our courses, about our students, um, and our customers. So why not leverage that passion that your team already has? And if they don't have it, it's a way to reinforce it and help create passion on the team because passionate people tend to give you more of themselves. They give you more of more energy, more enthusiasm, rather than just clocking into some stupid job, right? Once people say that they have a job, I mean, I hate that phrase anyway, um, if you can make employment with you more than just a job, you're going to be winning on so many other ways. This is shared. Uh, it's very public where people will submit their reports. And it tends to be a little bit of a contest on our team where it's whoever can get their weekly reporting gets to say first for the week, which is always kind of cool. And it's one of the last things that they do in that week. From my seat in a leadership position, I wait until everyone submits their weekly reports And that gives me the opportunity on Saturday morning to read through all the reports in one pass where I can take about 10 or 15 minutes out of my day, read all the weekly reports, have a full sense of where the company is in that week so I can start to digest what's going to need to happen in the next week. But I can do this all in one easy pass because everything is in these documents. I then gives me an opportunity to comment on their reports And then, only after I've read everyone else's, would I write my own. So, write my own report to the team so they have a full scope of what, of what I'm doing as well in the company. All right, so that's weekly reports in a nutshell. I highly, highly, highly recommend making this part of your cadence, part of what you're doing with the company and with your team management, with your leadership And honestly, it's one of the easier things to implement. Doesn't require a whole lot of work, just requires reinforcement and continuing uh, to move things in that right direction. But if you're leading it and if you are doing your reports as well, you know, you can't ask your team to do things that you're not willing to do. So as always, you got to lead the way and make sure this becomes a part of your end of week routine. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you come in for the next episode. Uh, please do take a moment to go to adamliette.com. We're starting to build out some more resources there for you. And while you're there, please uh, just go ahead and give us a review on the podcast. I can't tell you how much we appreciate that and uh, definitely will help us reach more people, help, help more entrepreneurs, help more operators so we can continue to leverage up together. All right. Thank you so much again. And until then, operators, Lead the way. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. 
Just go to www.adamliette.com and click start here.